When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Miracle Moment. This is the new mommy season that will absolutely rock your world, up-level your mama game, and skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Ray Ireland, and brand new mama. Like every new mama out there, I enjoyed those quiet, precious moments of those first few months. But after that, there was this stirring in my heart to lean back into business and activate my entrepreneurial brain. I went into a business partnership with a financially failing podcast production company and turned it into a multi-six-figure production house with over 65 million downloads in just a few months. It's been a roller coaster, and I've learned some unforgettable lessons. As a mompreneur, I know how challenging it can be to balance work, family, and self-care and still see the everyday miracles. So each week, I'll share stories of women who have defied the odds to pursue their dreams of motherhood while also building successful businesses. This show will open your eyes so you can see the miracles around you. With more awareness, more miracles will show up. Light a fire in your soul, mamas. You deserve it. All right. Today, we have one of the most, or actually not one of, literally the most special guest I could ever have on this show, specifically for mommy season. And... She is an incredible human being. She's an incredible mother. She is an incredible entrepreneur. She's an incredible artist. I could go on and on rambling. She is a world-renowned painter and artist in the visual design space. And we'll go into the ways that she shows up as an entrepreneur. And as a mother, she's a mother of three. She lives in San Diego, California. And she is a recent grandma. And those of you that haven't guessed it yet, yes, the guest for this show is my mom, <laughs> Rose Ireland. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy, happy to be here. Yeah, this is great. I'm so happy <laughs> to be here. So I thought it would be so cool to do an episode. I wanted to do an episode all about tradition and setting tradition. And Simi and I might actually do a, a side episode on that because we've been having a lot of conversations around that ourselves as we're like in the first year of parenthood. But I thought, how cool would it be to actually bring you on, my mom, to talk about tradition and talk about family traditions and also the habits and patterns within family that you choose to break as well and break off. So before we go into the juice of all of that, could you share a little bit more about your professional space and how you've been showing up? Because it's really cool. You're also at the height of your career right now. So you want to share some highlights of what you're working on right now? Sure. I've always uh, painted along with alongside raising the kids. And so they've always uh, known me with a paintbrush in one hand and the computer on the other hand. Yep. <laughs> as an entrepreneur, it's multitasking both. So my kids always knew me as that person, but being a num my number one, when I look back, I'm 61. When I look back at all that 
hard work as an entrepreneur and an artist and everything, really my thing that I'm most proud of is being a mom and having three kids that have launched into the world successfully. And just all those times raising them was actually the crust and the best part of life. I'd always like to remind the young moms out there trying to juggle everything that it's totally worth it. And it's going to be your best legacy ever. But with that said, it is a really fun space I'm in right now because all that hard work starting to pay off as a creative visual artist in the fine art space. It's a t- it's a tough business to tap into. It's also dominated by a lot of um, men at this level, at this national level. And it does feel really good to be tapping into that and starting to get recognition on a national basis and to be I just was invited to do a workshop in Spain with a big organization that just does plein air painting. So just really cool stuff happening. So cool. So not just national, but international. It's international popping off, which is amazing. And it's so true. I do always my remembrance of you in the years growing up was always you painting and going after your dreams. And I think you really open the door for all of us to just do that as well and know that it's going to be hard, but also know that we could go through it. What would you say between being an artist, an entrepreneur, and a mom, what was the hardest? You said the thing that you loved most looking back was being a mom. Which part of it was the most difficult for you, do you think? I just think keeping up with it all, (laughs) Mm -hmm. juggling all those balls and keeping the family happy and hitting. Also, I was a graphic designer. And so just hitting deadlines and like being there for your clients, but being there for your kids and your family. I think that was just a really tough balance. And most of the time, my kids would trump. (laughs) So that (laughs) was, they would trump most of the time. So then it was like understanding what you could let go. That realization, oh, maybe I'm not going to get all this done. So how can I adapt to this? How can I adapt? So it's like constant adaptation and tweaking and working with that. Yeah, that's so true. I definitely feel that. And now hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, okay. So this is what we're going to, we're going to stay in this adaptation period for a long time. One one person, this w- really funny woman said to me recently, she was talking about like scheduling stuff for a choir performance that I'm in. And she was like, next week, we might be at a new location. Just stay tuned. And she puts her finger up and she says, remember, flexibility is a sign of mental health. And it was such a funny <laughs> reminder because I realized, wow, I've not been that flexible lately because I'm struggling with my own mental health journey. And I was like, Oh, that is a good reminder. Like flexibility is really something that I can aim for and that adaptability. It it feels like it's going to end up being a survival mechanism in these next 18 years as a mompreneur. So I love that piece. Yeah, yeah. It is a survival thing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I was taking the kids. You were in the dance studio and then we had two more. So There was Banks, the middle child at soccer, lacrosse, and there was Liv. She was in soccer and Girl Scouts or something like that. So it was like taking all the kids to all their different lessons and stuff after school. 
And I had a friend once say, she didn't have any kids. And she's like really OCD about, she's a vegetarian and she always had like cacao shakes and special vegetarian cuisine and everything was all natural. And they'd have us over for dinner and things like that. But she'd be like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, sometimes I just throw the kids in the car and give them power bar. God, do the granola bar meal. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh, for some reason that really stuck with her. Yeah. I'm imagining like in terms of that adaptability, that's, that feels like definitely sort of a wisdom piece that can be carried on because I want to bring in Nana, not you because you're now Nana being a new grandma, but my Nana, your mom into this conversation as well, because she also was a mompreneur of her time juggling many things. So I was curious if there was any like traditions or anything that she passed along to you, maybe verbally, but maybe also just through her actions and the way that she did things that really stuck with you that you were like, I'm going to do that with my family or I'm going to do that with the way that I'm creating my life. Yeah, there definitely was. And she was a single mom. So I don't even know how she did that. And, and with four um, kids. And four kids. And oh. oh my gosh. And so she's a single mom. So she became a um, realtor. And so she was always scooting off to her open houses. And one thing that she did was she made sure that we were always there to eat dinner together. And if we weren't there to eat dinner together, oh my gosh, she'd have a, a set of directions on the refrigerator. Like when we were a teenager for dinner, you're going to have macaroni and cheese and it's in the refrigerator and you'll need to put it in the oven at 375 and warm it up. And then I'll need you to toss a salad. So it's not like she had everything done because she just could not do everything, but she mm. had stuff like part of it, or sometimes it would be the whole thing. But she'd have it ready and she'd have this real detailed note on the refrigerator. I'm at open house and please just help yourself with this. And she always had a plan. And when she didn't have an open house, we did always have meals together. And as we we did that as a family mm -hmm. too, we were scattered and we were doing all those different things. But most of the time, aside the power bar example, <laughs> most of the time we did have meals together. And that was always a a tradition that we kept and that I really feel is super important because that's your time to break bread together is such an important time to be together as a family. Yeah, it really is. And we definitely have kept that in our house. And I, I think back to just a few weeks ago, recently, grandpa, my dad's dad passed away. And as soon as you guys got back into town, you're like, okay, we got to break bread, come yeah. together, let's have a meal. And so I, I could see how that tradition just, it lays such a great foundation for the everyday, but also moving on, like when your kids are starting their own families, that's a place to come back together that just holds so much value, even in such a simple way. You don't have to have a big fancy dinner. It's just Hey, here's some noodles. Here's some mac and cheese. Here's the salad. All right, we're good. It's about yeah. all of us being together. It's about that. being together. Yeah, totally. And I even remember in COVID when uh, it was, we'd have dinners with you and we were in mm -hmm. two different cars at the beach. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> we'd bring over the dinner because it was like a Sunday night dinner, but we weren't supposed to hang out together. So we'd park at the beach and you'd run into the back seat and get the dinner and then go up to your car. And then we'd 
um, text from the car. Yeah, we would text from the car. How are you doing? Yeah, how's the dinner? And you'd be like, hey, I, I need some sauce with that. Is there any salad dressing? Just I'm Yeah, I'm like, wait, I need some salt and pepper. You're like, oh, yeah, we got it in a bag. Come it's back. Bag. I'll throw it there. Yeah. And it was in the back seat and we were in the front seat. Yeah. So even then, <laughs> we oh, found funny. a way to do it. But I was trying to think of the other question that you said, the traditions that I broke. And gosh, that is a really good question. I am having a hard time with that one. I mean, there's, wow. Oh, I think I can think of something. This is a hard one. But anyways, it's, it is a tradition that I broke. My uh, mom, so she was a single mom and she didn't have very much money. And so she would, I don't know, felt like she had a hard time opening up her mind to some of our needs as teenagers. And I'm talking about when we were teenagers, not so much when we were little kids. But she would say, I'd say, I, I got invited to the prom. And she'd be like, you can't possibly go. And be like, why? And she'd be like, because we don't have any money for you to get a dress and go out to eat and all that. And I'd be like, but isn't there a way? And yeah. And she'd be like, no, it just possibly can't happen. (laughs) Wow. Did you go to proms though? Not till like I was a junior when I made my own money and I got my own dress. So I would never do that with my kids. And as you know, you went to multiple proms and we'd get multiple dresses. It went like swung the other way. I ended up like going to so many proms. Oh, yeah. I I feel like it's... (laughs) That's an example of living through your child. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, that stuff does happen sometimes. And there are times for some people. And my mom definitely had some really tough times. And I just didn't want to do that with my kids. I was like, I don't care if I have to borrow one or if we get a used one. But luckily I had enough. I had the means to take you out and get Mm -hmm. a new dress. And um, it made me feel really good. And I just wanted my kids to be able to enjoy their childhood. I think I had a tough childhood and I didn't get to enjoy it thoroughly. So when I was my own mom with my own kids, I really wanted them to enjoy their childhood and enjoy every phase in the prom, for example, and the dances or earlier in childhood, just all those special times of being a child. I didn't want them to grow up too soon. I wanted them to enjoy that. Yeah. Hey there, fabulous mamapreneurs. I've got something super special for you. Introducing Giggles and Growth, hilarious reflection prompts for the mamapreneur. So just picture this. You're journaling your way through prompts that have you giggling and reflecting like never before. Ever wondered what your business would say if it could talk? Or how about sharing the funniest thing your kids have ever said about your work? But here's the best part. These prompts aren't just about having a good laugh. They're an incredible investment in yourself and your journey as a mompreneur. Taking time for giggles and growth means giving yourself the gift of self-discovery, clarity, and personal growth. As you reflect on these entertaining prompts, you'll gain valuable insights into your business, your role as a mom and as an entrepreneur, and even find hidden gems of wisdom. And the cherry on top? It's absolutely free. No cost, no catch. 
just a joy-filled opportunity to embrace laughter while empowering yourself. So what are you waiting for? Unleash your laughter and embrace the growth with giggles and growth. Click the link in the show notes or visit www.rayireland.com slash giggles dash and dash growth to grab your copy now. Let's make your entrepreneurial journey even more fabulous. Get your giggles and growth freebie today, mamas. You deserve it. And it's so cool to have this conversation because I think I remember the time where we went out and shopped for the prom, especially that first prom dress and how special it was. And it felt so cool. And just, I felt so loved and cared for. And I was in my own experience. I didn't realize like what you were going through in that experience because it felt like it was all about me as it (laughs) does for most of the kids. And so it's just cool to hear what you got to go through and how big of an experience that was for you to just claim it in the sand and be like, I'm getting you this. And we got a new dress. I think as the years went by, like, yeah, we, and as it got more, I'm like, okay, let me borrow some dresses. I don't even want another prom dress, but you know, (laughs) you really put that effort. And so I think that's just an interesting thing to think about as a new mom, like how much is going to be like so impactful for me to go through as a new mom, but really it's going to be all about the baby or all about the kid, but it impacts me so much too. I think that's just such a cool experience that we get to have as moms that we get to grow and expand, but it's not all about us. It is all about what we get to give our kids. And I also recently heard this thing that said, you can give your kids what you wish you had, or you can teach them what you didn't know. And I thought that was also really interesting. And I'm curious if that sparks anything for you in terms of was there anything that you were like, I want to make sure that I teach my kids some X, Y, and Z because I didn't know that growing up. I just feel like what resonates with me is just I really wanted to teach my kids their worth, their Mm self-worth. I feel like I didn't have that. And I really wanted to make sure that they felt loved and that they had worth and they had a voice. I remember Dave's mama, Judy, would say to us, you ask them too many questions. You guys have to just tell them what they have to do and what they're having for dinner and what they need to be doing and when they need to be doing it. And we would instead be asking you guys, Because I really valued your voice and I felt like you could be more strong if you could speak your truth. So I would always ask, what do you want for dinner? What do you want to do this weekend? And what book do you want to read? What activity do you want to do? I would just ask. And it was always a dialogue that happened in our family. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I think it did give us all strong voices. And of course, we've each, like when I say we, me, my brother and sister, we've had our own journeys of discovering our own self-worth, which I think is just something that you naturally have to go through. And even with a loving family and household, I think there's so many societal things that can make a child feel unworthy, especially a teenager and going through that whole phase. But I think 
going through that, I do see me and my brother and sister, we all do hold that so strong. Like in our DNA, we feel loved. We know we have this support. We know we can speak our truth. So one thing that Sammy and I were talking about recently, because we're experiencing Rafa going ballistic with his newfound almost walking phase. And so he's bear crawling and now he's going up and down the stairs. I know a lot of people are going to judge me for that, (laughs) but we really don't use the baby gates. Like he really is just navigating those stairs. And so recently he was going down the stairs and he's, he goes down on his belly with his feet on the bottom and he like sprawls out, but he learned how to go really fast down the stairs (laughs) by basically not like taking it one stair at a time. He just goes totally straight with his body and (laughs) goes all the way down. And so he started realizing, I wouldn't say even took a tumble, but he went really fast and it scared him. And he started crying and Sammy was like, did he just fall? I'm like, no, I was just right there. He just went really fast down the stairs. Uh And Sammy was saying like, Ray, you're just so fearless with having your baby on like something like the stairs or like you just you let him do things. Or this morning he like swung his legs off the bed and then like popped himself down and it was like a little pop he didn't fall but it was like a little pop and he got scared and cried so sammy's like you're so fearless with him and i was thinking this is definitely a tradition that i've been given from you guys in terms of this like fearless energy and i i don't think i've talked much about my brother and sister on this podcast yet my brother and sister are both avid rock climbers my brother has done some of the hardest rock climbing terrain you could say climbs in the world he's extremely good at mountain biking and then my little sister she just followed his suit and she's doing all sorts of stuff leading adventures in colorado and just total like outdoors adventure to the extreme types of people. (laughs) And I'm pretty adventurous myself being an ex-skydiver. I say that now because I'm on pause. (laughs) But (laughs) this sense of adventure. So I want to get your mindset on it. When we were little kids, how did you approach us like playing with danger? And where was that fine line? And how did you deal with that as a mom? And there, there's a lot of questions here you can choose. But also, was that something that got passed down to you? Or how did that get so strong in our family? Because it's very prevalent. <laughs> it is. That's a really good question. I don't think it was passed down to... It wasn't passed down. It was something... So maybe you, more on dad's side. And I think it was dad and I together. Because I always had a sense of adventure from... Okay, so my mom, she was uh, single. So my oldest brother was um, a big part of my life and he Mm -hmm. kind of was the dad substitute. And as you know, Captain Bill is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. So doing sailing adventures from 16 on, going out in the um, Atlantic during storms in a catamaran. Yeah. When I'm 16, because I go and hang out with him and babysit his girls. So I got that little spike of adventure on my own with my brother or going camping and Ohio and the rain and the forest and the mud and dragging all our tents that were like canvas army tents across the forest and things like that. I did have that. And then dad, his parents aren't like that. So dad and I, we got married very early and we moved right out to California. So we were like pioneers. We left the Mm -hmm. cornfields of Ohio. (laughs) He left his opportunity to work for his dad's company. We're only 22, 23 years old. 
we crossed the country. There was no internet. We had no jobs. All we had was the yellow pages, the printouts of the yellow pages from San Diego uh, with pages from architecture and art advertising firms. And we were going to go out here and, and get our job. So I think we were pioneers. Like we just yeah. were like ready to go. And I guess we're lucky we found each other's as a soulmate. And we're like, yeah, we're just going to do this. So we just started adventures in California. We found out with Joshua Tree. Oh, there's a place called Joshua Tree. Cool. We'd go there and rocks scramble around. And this is before the climbing and, and camp out. We went skiing. We went all over the place. Yeah. So nurtured that. And so when you guys came around, you were number one. So I bet you some of the moms will um, be able to resonate with this. We were like, we're adventurous and we're campers and we're not going to let this baby slow us down. We're going to take her everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't. And we took you to Joshua Tree and we took you skiing and we did camping and to the beach all the time and playing in the water. And da dad and I, he would definitely be the one that would be putting you guys on the rocks, rock climbing. And I'd be like, what worried about that, but I didn't want to alarm you guys or anything. So there was a little bit of a balance. I was trying to have a sense of reason that he was fearless, especially like with the rock climbing stuff. But it was all fun though. I, I didn't sit back and not participate as I like to climb and boulder too. So I was just a little bit more conscientious. I didn't want anyone to get broken bones or anything. <laughs> yeah. But, and it's so funny because you talk like you are conservative, but yet you raise these like very wild kids. And so I just I've seen some moms that are putting things on the stairs and not just the baby gates, but like padding up the entire home, like things <laughs> like that to just like, prevent so much. And it's I just feel like you got to let you got to let the kids like explore and fall and get some bruises so they can learn their limits on their yeah. own. Yeah, they're going to learn on their own. And you touch a hot stove, you're going to know not to touch that again. Not that I would ever recommend that. Keep them away from that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, they're going to know their own body and their own abilities a lot faster. And all our kids are, have been, you were an amazing dancer and then the other two into their adventures. And also you are a good rock climber too, my friend. Yeah. So you guys, we let you explore and push your bodies and, and your minds to do things, I guess, not holding back. Mm -hmm. And plus, I, I feel like you need to honor the child's natural tendencies. So if I had a child that was a total bookworm, Olivia was a book, is still a bookworm. So she had yeah. a to her. I honor that. If you have an artistic child, let them make sure they have lots of paper to paint with and, and draw with. If they're athletic, you need to let them be athletic because their aptitude, that's their natural tendency. So I think that would be something I tell new mothers to, again, honor and pay attention to what the tendencies are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so unique to each child. And I think I think that type of level of awareness and intentionality, that's something that 
I think it's just innate in moms, but it's also something that I've really noticed that you've passed along to me. It's just to have that extra awareness and also that curiosity about your child. Like you were saying, oh, I wanted to ask you guys a lot of questions just to spend that extra time, really be present, really like dive in and get to know your kid as they get to know themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Very well said. Is there any last words or wishes or sometimes I also like to end off our guest series with a prayer, anything that you want to say for new moms out there? I just like to say to really just embrace every moment and embrace motherhood. And when it gets messy, just don't be so hard on yourself and Mm -hmm. (laughs) let that go and just give yourself grace because I think we try to be the perfect mom and it's just, I don't know. It's like our ego is attached to it. Like we just want everything Mm -hmm. to be so perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we want to be perfect entrepreneurs and everything. And just to give yourself that grace and to know that what you're doing, this is really important. Your job as a mom has more worth than all the money that you can make with your job. And sometimes our society, they don't have a price tag. They don't like, oh, you're a mom. Here's your paycheck for being a mom. Mm -hmm. They don't give you that. And it's too bad. Too bad we don't get that, but we deserve it because we have the most important job. Mm -hmm. We're freaking the life source, the life path of these kids that we are molding. And that is the most important job. And Mm. just to give yourself that grace and understand that is so worthy. And unfortunately, it doesn't have a paycheck attached to it, but just to get over that part. And it's more valuable than that other stuff. So true. We, we have to balance though. We are their supporters. We are the people that have to go get the groceries, pay for the clothes, <laughs> yes. pay for the prom dresses. That's a balance, but to give yourself that grace though. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was such a special episode. I know so many people are going to get so many insights out of this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everyone listening. We'll see you soon. I'll also be putting all of Rose Ireland's links at the bottom so you can check out her art. Beautiful stuff. She's leading retreats as well for the moms that need a little getaway for themselves. Just diving into some art and nature is an incredible tool for that mental clarity and release. So go ahead and check out all of those links and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Love you.